she was saying, God, I want to be used in this way. And God was saying, okay, if you want to be used that way, do you want to pay the price that it takes to be used that way? And I think that's the question that God's asking every single one of us. It's not, do we want to accomplish the dream that God put in our heart? The question is, are we going to pay the price to accomplish what God put in our heart? This is the L3 Leadership Podcast, episode number 148. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode number 148 of the L3 Leadership Podcast. My name is Doug Smith, and I'm the founder of L3 Leadership. We're a leadership development company devoted to helping you become the best leader that you can be. In this episode, you're going to get to hear me teach part two of a three-part series called Paying the Price. Um, if you weren't able to listen to part one, you don't have to listen to it in order to listen to this, but you can go back to episode number 143 to listen to part one. But before we jump into my lesson, just a few announcements. If you're new to this podcast, this podcast is intended to to help you grow your leadership skills. And every month we're committed to bring you at least three episodes. One will always be from a leadership event that we host. One will be an interview that I do with a high level leader. And then once a month, you'll get a lesson from me just like today. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review on iTunes as well as subscribe. It really does make a difference. So thank you so much. I don't take it for granted that any of you listen. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank our two sponsors. I want to thank Henny Jewelers. They're a jeweler owned by my friend and mentor, John Henny. My wife and I got our engagement and wedding rings through Henny Jewelers, and they're just an incredible company. They're a family-owned business, and not only do they have great jewelry, but they also invest in people. John gave Laura and I a book to help prepare for our marriage. He's also been investing in me as a leader, as a husband, and a dad now for many years. I'm just so grateful for them. If you're in need of a good jeweler, check out hennyjewelers.com. I want to thank our other sponsors, Alex Tulandon Real Estate Resources. Alex is a full-time realtor with Keller Williams Realty, whose team is committed to providing clients with highly effective premier real estate experiences throughout the greater Pittsburgh region. As a member and supporter of L3 Leadership, he would love the opportunity to connect with you. If you can find out more, pittsburghpropertyshowcase.com. With that being said, let's jump right into the lesson, and I'll be back at the end with a few announcements. Hey everyone, today I'd like to talk to you on the subject of paying the price. This is part two of a three-part series that I'm doing on paying the price. And if you want to go back and listen to part one, it's in episode number 143 of the L3 Leadership Podcast. You can go ahead and do that, but you don't have to listen to that in order to listen to this one. So let's jump right into the lesson. Again, the reason I'm teaching this lesson is when I was 17 years old, I heard John Maxwell share a story about a young man that walked up to him and he said, John, I want to do what you do. And John said, what do you mean you want to do what I do? And he said, well, you get to to speak to all these leaders. They get to come and listen to you. They pay X amount of dollars to be here. You travel all over the world and add value to leaders. I want to do what you do. And John looked at him. He said, young man, I understand that you want to do what I do. But the question isn't, do you want to do what I do? The question is, do you want to do what I did so you can do what I do? And basically, he encouraged him. He said, hey, figure out the price to do what I do and and decide whether or not you're going to pay the price. And so when I was 17 years old, I determined that no matter what, uh, when God puts a dream in my heart, I'm going to figure out what the price is and I'm going to pay it. And so I was sharing that story to a bunch of young leaders uh, in Florida a few months ago. And during a Q&A session with them, one of the young leaders said, well, Doug, what's the price that you've paid to get to where you are? And to be honest, I haven't given that much thought because I, I still feel like I'm in the development part of my journey. And uh, I don't think I've paid that heavy of a price yet. Um, and But I, I reflected on it and I thought, okay, I have paid some prices up to this point in my life. So I thought I'd share them with you. So that's how we got to where we are. In part one, I talked about the progression of paying the price. I said that the first part of the progression is God will give you a dream. And then after God gives you a dream, you have to discover the price to pay. And then step three is you're going to need to determine if you'll pay the price. 
Here's what I know about you. A lot of you have dreams, but having a dream isn't enough. In fact, everyone has dreams. If you go to sleep, you have one. Uh, The question is, are you going to do what it takes and pay the price to accomplish your dream? And here's what I know. The bigger dream you have, the bigger the price. Big dreams have big prices and small dreams have small prices. And if you don't know what the price is for a dream in your heart, find someone who's doing what you want to do and ask them what the price is. That's what that young man should have done with John Maxwell. They should have said, John, I I, want to know what price you paid. I want to do what you did. Tell me what you did. Tell me the price that you paid. Because here's what I know about success. Success leaves tracks. And so all you need to do is find someone that's taken the journey that you want to go on and find out what the price is and determine whether or not you'll pay it. John Maxwell's dad said this. I love this. It's one of my favorite quotes on paying the price. He said, pay now or play later or play now and pay later. Either way, you're going to pay a price. Jim Rohn said this. He said, we all must suffer one or two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret or disappointment. How true that is. Proverbs thirteen nineteen says this about paying the price. It says, it's pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them. And I see that all the time. People want their dreams to come true, but they refuse to do what it takes to actually attain them. And I just think that's so powerful. Jim Rohn said this, again, just a few more quotes on paying the price. He said, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. There's a proverb that said this. It says, if you want something bad enough, you'll get it. And if you don't get it, then you really didn't want it in the first place. Just some great thoughts when it comes to paying the price. Today, I want to share with you some of the prices that I believe you will need to pay to get to where you want to go. Just a quick recap of what I, the pay, prices paid that I shared in part one. I talked about the price of following God. I talked about the price of intentionality. I talked about the price of showing up when you don't feel like it. I talked about the price of consistency and faithfulness, the price of teachability and humility. And I talked about the price of responsibility. And again, don't have time to review all those things, but you can go back and listen to episode number 143 to get those. I want to share with you five prices today um, that I believe every leader needs to pay if they're going to achieve the dream in their heart. Here we go. Price number one, the price of serving someone else's dream. The price of serving someone else's dream. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 16, verse 10 through 12. He said, if you're faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you're untrustworthy with worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, then why should you be trusted with things of your own? Isn't that interesting that Jesus said, if you can't be faithful with other people's dreams, then why should you be entrusted with a dream of your own? And the question with this price is, can you be faithful serving someone else's dream? Because here's what I know, if you can't be, then you're not going to get your own. Or if you jump out on your own, it's not going to be right. And you're not going to see as much success as you would have seen if you would have been faithful serving someone else first. I believe God will put us in other people's lives on purpose for our development. He'll put us in positions. He'll put us in places where we need to be faithful serving someone else. And it's a test. And how will we react to that? And here's what I know. Sometimes you won't like where God puts you. You won't like where you're developing. You're going to go through some tough situations where you just ask, God, why am I here? I don't know if you've been there, but I remember when I was serving someone else's dream, and and just so I'm clear, I'm still serving other people's dreams today. But I remember one season when I was doing this, I just hated my life for about two years. Uh, I was going through a difficult time. Nothing seemed to be going well, and I, I thought I was serving the best I could, but man, it was just a difficult season. And and I thought my whole future was unsecure. I don't have time to get into all the details. But but looking back, 
When I got out of that season, looking back, I know that God put me there for a specific reason. He wanted to see if I'd be faithful. He wanted to teach me things. He wanted to develop me in ways that only could be developed through difficulty. And I'm so grateful that I got to go through that season. And do you know what? I've experienced things uh, very similar to what I experienced in that season that could have thrown me off and could have made me hate my life again, but I've reacted totally different this time because of the lessons that God taught me in that season. And here's what I know. If you're in a difficult season, if you don't know why you're in the season you are, if you don't think things are progressing as fast as they should be progressing, if you don't think you're being noticed, if you don't think anyone cares about what you do, here's what I know. Just keep being faithful, serving someone else's dream. God's developing things in you that you're going to need in your future if you're going to accomplish your dream. Don't take for granted the season of serving someone else's dream. It's, it's incredibly important. And you can learn, if you'll take full advantage of the season of serving someone else's dream, you'll learn more than you could ever imagine. I remember my pastor telling me about a church that I was on staff at. He said, Doug, let me tell you something. Serving at this church will te- do more for your future than, than you'll ever do for this church. And and looking back, I know exactly what he meant. I took advantage of, of the season of serving someone else's dream, and I hope that you will too. Listen, all I can encourage you to do is you might not be a m- number one. You might not have your own vision. You might not be the, the leader. But here's what I know. Be a great number two. I'm going to do an entire lesson on being a great number two. Serve other people as though it was your vision. Because here's what I know. The way you serve other people with their vision, that's how people are going to serve you when you get to launch out on your own vision. How, how, do you, how, do, how, how would you like it if, if people reacted to your leaders the same way that you react to them if, if you do it negatively? If you gossip all the time, how are you going to like it if, if all the people under you gossip about you? How are you going to deal with that? See, we need to learn the lessons of character and integrity and be great number twos and do the best we can serving someone else's dream. And again, I'd encourage you to go back to listen to episode number 143, but I talked about the price of the response, the price of responsibility. And, and the price of responsibility is when you start to act like you're the owner of the vision and it changes the way you serve. When you're in the season of serving else, someone else's dream, act like that person's dream is your dream and do everything you can to own their vision, run with it and grow it. Because here's what I know. As I said, God will send you people that responded to how you served other people's dreams to serve your dream. The price of serving someone else's dream. The second price I want to talk to you about is the price of delivering the goods. The price of delivering the goods. There, I read about this sign that hung in a grocery store many years ago, and it said this. It said, the 57 rules of success. Rule number one, deliver the goods. Rule number two, the other 56 don't matter. The price of delivering the goods is just saying that, hey, no matter what, I'm going to execute. No matter what, I'm going to produce results. No matter what, I'm going to get my job done at all costs. You have to develop this mentality as a leader. You have to develop this mentality if you're going to achieve anything great. The price of delivering the goods. I was listening to an interview recently with T.D. Jakes, who's a, he's just an incredible leader. Just look him up. But he talked about his, his son came to him one day and he said, Dad, how do you get in, to sit in a room with high-level leaders? How do you get in a room with CEOs and executives and people that are literally leading on high levels all over the world? How do you get in the room? What's the price of admission? And T.D. Jakes referenced a story in the Old Testament that I'll read to you. He talked about David. Uh, before he was about to face Goliath and in his interaction with King Saul. And in 1 Samuel seventeen thirty four through 36, it says this, But David said to Saul, Your servant, talking about himself, was tending his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him, attacked him, rescued it from his mouth, and when he rose up against me, I seized him by the beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant, 
David, killed both the lion and the bear and the uncircumcised Philistine will be one of, I'm sorry, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. I love this story. And T.G. Jakes referenced this and he said, son, if you want to get in the room with great leaders, go out and kill something, bring it in the room, throw it on the table, and that's when leaders will let you speak. Go out and kill something. And he wasn't talking about kill a person or an animal. He was saying, man, go out and do something great. Stop waiting for people to just pick you one day out of the blue and say, hey, come to the office. Man, do something great. Deliver the goods. If you become someone that can deliver the goods, deliver beyond what was expected of you. Go out and start a company. Go out and do something great. If you want to be noticed by great people, go out and do something great. Go out and kill something. Bring it in the room. Throw it on the table and say, let's go. And I promise you that you'll be able to you'll, you'll get a seat at the table. And I, I just feel like so many people are waiting to get called up to the big leagues. And their strategy is, is that they hope that one day they'll magically show up in a leadership room. Just start leading stuff. Start making a difference where you are. Start delivering the goods. Go out and do something impressive, whether you're asked to or not. Pay the price. Because here's what I know, if people see what you're doing, if they see you killing stuff all the time, if they see you killing it, you will be invited in the room soon enough. Just deliver the goods. Price number three, the price of intentional relationships. Here's what I know, the older you get and the more responsibility that you have that comes with leadership, you're going to have less and less time for quality relationships. And here's what I know about relationships and leadership. If you're a leader, then there has to constantly be a line between you and those that you lead. And, and this is very difficult for me because I'm a very relational leader. Um, I remember I was interviewing Clint Hurdle, who probably gave the best illustration to this I've ever heard. You can go back and listen to it. I believe it's episode number 123 where I interviewed uh, the manager of the Pirates, Clint Hurdle. But he said this. He said, you know, as a leader <coughs> in a ball team and the players and the people that you lead, it's kind of like two dogs playing in two different yards in, in, in a backyard and with a fence in the middle. He said the dogs can hang out together. They can lick each other through the fence. They can talk to each other, but there still has to be that separation. There has to be a fence between the two. And and that's how I've tried to start to view my relationships when it comes to leadership. I've, I've learned this, that I can't find my value in the friendships of those I lead. But I do need to have great relationships with them because the people that you lead, you're going to need to have tough conversations with them. You're going to have to coach them. And as John Maxwell said, that's something that I'm trying to really get in my heart. He said, I can't lead people if I need people. And I'm constantly trying to overcome that bear here. There has to be a line between you and the people that you lead. Therefore, you need to be extremely intentional with the relationships outside of the workplace. You have to be intentional with who you're spending time with. If you're not intentional, you're going to consistently surround yourself with the wrong people. I'm sure you've heard it been said that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Who are those five people for you? Who are you spending the most time with? Here's what I know about the people you're spending time with. You're either spending time with people who subtract and divide or you're from your life, or you're spending time with people who add and multiply. I encourage you to surround yourself with adders and multipliers, as many of those as you can. Would you, let me ask you this. Would you be honored if you were the average of the people that you find yourself in the room with? Would you be honored or would you be disappointed? Because here's what I know. If you're not intentional, people... I love this quote. People who have nothing to do usually want to spend their time with you. If you're going to develop quality relationships with quality people, you have to be intentional about it. If not, you're going to attract people with nothing else to do and they're just with you because it's something to do and they'll just want to kumbaya and you'll never do anything great. 
And here's why I know when you start being intentional with your relationships, not everyone's going to understand that you can't spend time with them. You're going to be criticized, but here's why I want you to remember that the best thing you did for anyone was become the best you're capable of becoming. Because the better you become, the more of your potential that you reach, the more you can help others, even those people that may not have understood why you couldn't spend as much time with them. My definition of good relationships are where you can go months without seeing each other and pick up right back where you left off. Those are great relationships. Um, so again, how are you being intentional with your relationships? This is why we do mastermind groups at L3 Leadership. We consistently surround people with great people to do life with. If you're not in a mastermind group, I encourage you strongly start one or get in one. Just go to L3Leadership.org, look under the mastermind tab, and you'll find all the information that you need. But jump into a mastermind group and make sure that you're doing life intentionally with people. And just remember this when it comes to relationships. You always attract who you are, not what you want. In other words, you need to become what you want to attract. If you want to attract high-quality people, you need to become a high-quality person. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're going to be all that God called you to be, there's a price that comes with the relationships. There's a price between you and the people that you lead. And there's also a price between uh, about being intentional with your relationships. You have to pay the price of being intentional with who you spend time with, which leads me into price number four, the price of networking. Now, I love networking, but there's a price to pay. If you want a large network, I'm telling you there's a price to pay. I watched a YouTube video once by uh, Tom Peters, and I love this. He said, the most important metric in business is this. It's 20 times 12 equals 240. 20 times 12 equals 240. He said, if you work 20 days a month, 12 months a year, that's approximately 240 opportunities you have to have lunch with interesting people. Never waste a lunch. Here's what I know. You have the opportunity to connect with a lot of people if you want to, if you're willing to pay the price. You know, people always say to me, Doug, wow, you have an amazing network. You've gotten to connect with all these leaders. The only reason why is because I've paid the price to get there. I've gone to hundreds of events. I've connected with people over lunch and one-on-one with a coffee hundreds of times. Every time I meet with someone, I'm asking for referrals. Every time I get back to the office, I'm following up with those referrals. I'm constantly creating agendas for the people that I'm spending time with. I'm constantly being intentional with developing those relationships and finding ways to serve the people that I meet with. Are you willing to pay the price to have a great network? 20 times 12 equals 240. Maybe you're not a lunch person. Maybe it's a breakfast thing. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is, but can you fit in an extra 50 to 100 meetings this year with people that that could add value to your life and you could network with? It'll change your life. Craig Rochelle says, you're one relationship away from changing your destiny. I couldn't agree more. If you're interested in in ways to network and how to meet with people, I wrote an ebook called Making the Most of Mentoring. It's my step-by-step guide for how I get meetings and how I cultivate meetings and how I follow up from my meetings with people that I connect with. It's a great resource and it's free. You can just go to l3leadership.org and sign up for it and you'll get it free while signing up uh, for our email list. And price number five today, the price of time and sacrifice of leisure. The price of time and the sacrifice of leisure. Proverbs thirteen nineteen says, It is pleasant to see dreams come true, but fools refuse to turn from evil to attain them. In other words, fools refuse to sacrifice things in order to accomplish their dreams. I'm here to tell you that you can't have it all. If you're going to go to your maximum potential and, and do everything that God put in your heart to do, you cannot invest all of your time watching Netflix, movies, and playing video games all day. My question to you today is, what are you putting in towards your dream? Everyone has all these great dreams, but... But what, how many hours are you actually putting towards executing your dream? Gary Vaynerchuk talks about all the time, what are you doing every night from 7 p.m. to 2 a.m.? 
What are you doing from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m.? You have more free time than you think you have if you're going to use it to execute your dream. I encourage you to keep a time log. Write down every 15 minutes for two weeks what you do. Every 15 minutes. And see where you're spending your time. I think you'll be shocked. Because here's what I know. The best of us waste hours. Waste hours. If you have a dream, how much are you putting into it week after week after week? It's going to cost you something. If you're going to achieve your dream, it's going to cost a lot of time and it's going to cost the sacrifice of a lot of leisure. I want to close today with, with sharing one of my favorite stories about paying the price. And it's a story that I heard from Joyce Meyer. And Joyce shared about it when she was young and starting off her ministry, she had her dream in her heart was to do what she's doing today. So she could see what she's doing today many, many years ago. And she said this story that she shared was absolutely vital to her getting to where God wanted her to be today so that her actual dream could come true. This story was vital. She talked about when she was young, she went to see a movie with a bunch of people in her small group and they were all over someone's house and they were watching this movie and God started dealing with her heart to leave that she didn't need to be watching this movie. She kind of ignored her first, but it kept coming up in her heart, Joyce, you need to leave. You don't need to be spending your time watching this movie. So she said, you know what, guys, I got to go. She goes to her van and she starts, you know, just talking with God and saying, God, what the heck? Why do I always have to leave stuff like this? How come you don't deal with all the other women to turn stuff off and go focus on other stuff? How come? And just started questioning God about all these things. And she said, God spoke to her heart and said, Joyce, you've asked me for a lot. Do you want it or not? You've asked me for a lot. Do you want it or not? And Joyce said at that moment, she realized that she was complaining about a price issue. See, she was saying, God, I want to be used in this way. And God was saying, okay, if you want to be used that way, do you want to pay the price that it takes to be used that way? And I think that's the question that God's asking every single one of us. It's not, do we want to accomplish the dream that God put in our heart? The question is, are we going to pay the price to accomplish what God put in our heart? And I can't encourage you enough to pay the price. In this episode, we covered five different prices. Again, if you haven't listened to episode 143, you can go back and listen to the prices there. And next month, I'll come back with a few more prices to pay. I hope this message encouraged you. I hope that it challenged you. And I just want to challenge you one more time. Pay the price. I promise you it's worth it. I'll talk to you next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Paying the Price. Uh, If you want to go back and listen to part one, that's in episode number 143. If you'd like to see the notes from this episode, you can go to l3leadership.org forward slash episode 148, and all the notes will be right there. A few announcements before we close. We recently introduced L3 Leadership membership. For just $25 a month, you can now become a member of L3. You'll get into all of our breakfast events for free. You'll get a free L3 Leadership t-shirt access to joining one of our mastermind groups, access to our member-only site filled with extra content, resources, and courses to help you go to the next level, and so much more. For more information, go to l3leadership.org forward slash membership. I want to thank our other sponsor, Bab Inc., led by my friend Russell Livingston. They're an insurance broker, third-party administrator, and consulting firm based out of Pittsburgh, but do work all over the country. They're an incredible company with a passion to develop next-generation leaders, which is why they host our monthly leadership breakfasts, and we're just so grateful for them. If your company has any insurance needs, I encourage you to check out Bab Inc. at babbins.com. That's B-A-B-B-I-N-S dot com. 
And lastly, if you want to stay up to t- in touch with us and everything that we're doing at L3, you can sign up for our email list at l3leadership.org. You'll also get a free copy of my ebook, Making the Most of Mentoring, which is my step-by-step guide for how I get meetings with leaders, keep meetings with leaders, follow up with leaders, and get to meet more leaders. Uh, it's a resource that I really think can add a lot of value to your life. So sign up for that today. And lastly, again, if the, you enjoy this podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and leave a rating and review for the podcast. It really helps us uh, get the, the podcast out there for more people to listen to. So thanks in advance for that. As always, I like to end with a quote. Uh, I've been quoting Bob Goff a lot lately. He's incredible. But he said, quit, let, quit letting who you were talk you out of who you're becoming. I love that. Quit letting who you were talk you out of who you're becoming. Thanks for listening and being a part of L3 Leadership. Laura and I appreciate you so much, and we'll talk to you next month. 